back to another episode of Pop Columbus. This week we're going to continue our subculture to pop culture series with a look at burlesque. If you've studied the entertainment papers in Columbus for the past couple years, you've probably noticed a lot of advertisements for burlesque shows. And Eric, hold up. Do we have any music that's more appropriate? Uh, yeah, how about this? Yes. Perfect. Okay, burlesque has been a part of pop culture all the way back since Shakespearean time. And historically, it was more about comedic entertainment with a dancing girl or dancing girls involved. But what we think of as burlesque, American burlesque, it's all about the striptease. So we met up with Bianca Cole and Bay LaRue of Columbus's burlesque troupe, the Ulalas, now formerly of, to find out what burlesque is all about. I think a big part of it is that we are in an age where people are taking their sexuality back into their own hands. Um, they are wanting to embrace themselves, and I think a burlesque is a wonderful way to express and embrace yourself, your sexuality, your body, and you mm -hmm. do it a lot for you, and I think that that's very important right now, and I think that that's a lot of what we do. One interesting thing is that I was with my girlfriend, and I said, do we go see a burlesque show? And it occurred to me that burlesque is the only form of entertainment where a girl takes off her clothes that your girlfriend will go with you to. My, my question, I guess, would be, you know, what separates burlesque from stripping? What is burlesque? And why does it have this sort of universal gender acceptance? Well, first of all, I have to, I have to almost correct you because burlesque is stripping. Um, there's a big thing in the burlesque community where some people refuse to be referred to as strippers because of the connotation of that. Right. But I, I embrace it. You know, I, it's part of what burlesque is. It's that strip tease, but it's an art form. So I just had to, I just had to school you on that one for a second. School me. <laughs> we it's are, okay. I mean, like we are strippers, but I will say, I mean, a lot of times it is a big date night to take. And a lot of times it is the woman in the relationship that's like, hey, I heard that this is going down. Let's go check this out. And it's, I think a lot of it is because if you were to say, let's go to a strip club, there is this like urge in the back of someone's head to feel bad for the dancer. Whereas when sh like you go to a burlesque show, you want to cheer them on. You, you, I mean, we embrace our audience. We're connected with our audience. We embrace ourselves and there's, it's, it helps the audience feel more comfortable and more, um, they feel comfortable watching us more because we embrace them and they feel more empowered watching us because we're up there doing what we do. Well, I had somebody tell me once that a stripper is someone who spends $10 on a costume to make $200, but a burlesker or someone who performs burlesque is somebody who spends $200 on a costume to get $10 in tips. So, which is really, really true. We spend a lot of money on costumes and we're, and we're broke. Uh, we do it for love, not for money, that's for sure. But I think that with burlesque, we're, we are still want tips. We still are looking for that kind of thing, but we're not as in your face about it. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Burlesque, uh, you're sort of organized into troops. Well, there are independent artists also. There are many in independent artists. It just kind of um, happens that Columbus is heavily a troop-based city, whereas many cities, like if you went to New York, you're going to find a lot more individual performers. It just, I think it depends on where you're located and what, what's kind of become the norm in the area. Yeah, how does Columbus rate as a, as a burlesque town? There's a lot of burlesque here. Yeah, I see it all over. It is, it is quite large. I will say um, we're probably not as well known 
before our burlesque as say um, Chicago, Cleveland, New York, yeah. or not Cleveland, yeah, Chicago, New York, that sort of thing. But we are more well known than Cleveland. Let me tell yes, you, yes, we are. Everything. I'm sorry, I, I don't think. Very tired. I think Bella Sin up in Cleveland would not be happy for you saying that. <laughs> I apologize, Bella Sin. We have many troops. We have many different, uh, many different types of burlesque here. Um, many different performers here. So we're 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 working on getting our name on the map. Like I've performed in Detroit and here and just a bunch of, in Cleveland, a bunch of different places. And burlesque is different everywhere you go with the production. Here, there's a lot of troops that have monthly shows. Uh, there's a lot of troops, or there's one troop that has a weekly show. And back in Albuquerque, we had my, the troop that I was with there, Burlesque Noir, we had a show once a quarter. So it just, it, it really depends on, on, on the troop itself. When somebody comes to see the Ooh La La's here in Columbus, what can they expect at a show? Fun. <laughs> I would say yes, it's definitely a lot of fun. Um, we pride ourselves on um, being kind of a smorgasbord of everything you could be looking for in burlesque. And we, and we try, try to strive to keep that. You know, Whenever we look for new members, we look for someone that's going to bring their own style. We're not looking for a cookie-cutter sort of performer that's going to fit into the idea of what the ooh-la-las are. We're looking for wow, you do this this way and no one does it this way. We want, we want you to be able to see kind of a little bit of everything when you come to a show. You have uh, House MC also at your shows. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. kind of like stand-up comedy in between acts a little bit. Mm-hmm. I actually happened to see their last performance last weekend. And as far as House MCs go, well, he was extremely awkward, but that kept it kind of flowing, actually. <laughs> <laughs> there is... Nothing more um, satisfying than having an, an MC, like an actual MC for your troop. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Summit Street Strip Team. Show me how much noise you can make. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Bianca Cole. How did you get into burlesque? What was the first step where you said, I want to do this in front of people? I, wow, that's pretty intense for me actually. I had a really rough year. One year I had, um, my mom passed away, I had divorce, and I was really looking for something to reclaim who I was and reclaim my sexuality and just kind of like, who am I, who am I? So. I've always been interested in this kind of art form. I have a background in musical theater and thought, hey, why not take my clothes off in front of people? And it was also a challenge for me because I am a plus size woman, or a woman. So a lot of people, sometimes, well, some people feel uncomfortable when I perform because they're not used to seeing somebody who is a plus size woman take her clothes off and be confident and, and not care and still be sexy, you know? So I don't know, that's a little bit of how I got started. Sure. Um, for me, it was I was living in upstate New York at the time, and I was missing my family and everything back home, but I was also in a bad relationship. Um, I was very young, naive, uh, kind of in a controlling type relationship, and I came to Columbus 
And my sister, who is Becky Buxom, who is actually one of the founding members of the Ooh La La's, right. um, invited me to come see her troupe at Scully's. Mm-hmm. And I went and I helped them backstage a little bit because I have, you know, I, I've done a lot of theater and stuff and makeup and hair and that sort of thing. Um, so I, you know, like I helped them a bit backstage, but then I saw their show for the first time and immediately was like, this is what I'm missing in my life. This is what I need. Yeah. Like I need to get back on stage. I need to be doing something like this. I need to, you know, reclaim myself and be, you know, who I want to be. And I, I kind of immediately went back to New York and I was like, I'm done. And I came to Ohio to join the Ooh La So it's very empowering. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I've read a number of feminist angles on this. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they seem to be in agreement that it is more empowering than, I don't know, degrading or whatever but it's not a hundred percent i mean there's a number of different different feminist angles on this politically does that factor in to this for you i mean is that an important thought for you for me i perform for myself i don't perform for other people i i i do what i think is great i do what makes me happy and as a result i think it shines through that i'm happy and it makes other people happy too so I can understand where some feminists feel that, you know, it's all the, the, the men's eye, you know, that kind of thing. But for me personally, I do this for myself. It's empowering for me. It's, a, a, you know, reclaiming who I am and my sexuality. It doesn't have anything to do with, any, uh, with other people. It, re- it really doesn't. I do what makes me happy. I think, yeah, it's all a personal, um, it's all personal for everyone. It depends on the person as to how you're going to see it. Um, I think if you came to one of our shows and you still felt that it was male-centric to see us on stage, I, I feel like that's something that's never going to change in your mind, even though it's absolutely not what I would say any of the people in our troupe feel. Like, they are performing for themselves. They are um, mothers, and they are daughters, and they, you know, like, they know who they are, and they're sons, and, I mean, like, we, we know who we are, and we know how we feel about it, and if you come to a show and you still feel that we're just trying to catch a male eye, well then I don't think that you caught the same show that we were producing. My name is Teresa Howe and I live in German Village. And you're a fan of burlesque? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> How often would you say you go to burlesque shows? Probably two to three times a month, depending on if it's warm out, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a lot. That was more than I was expecting. What is it about burlesque that you like? What I enjoy so much is such a diverse cast of people. Someone There is someone there that you can see yourself being, but they have complete ownership of their body. They are so confident, and you get to see so many different types of personalities. And so because of that, I love it. Why do you think this is so popular with women? Because it's girls taking their clothes off. (laughs) Shouldn't that be threatening to other girls? I can understand that. However, the environment there, you've been to the shows, you know, it's such a warm, inviting environment. People are allowed to do entirely strange things or entirely classic things all in one. I went to a burlesque show where a woman covered herself in blood while ripping herself out of a skin mask. And then another woman dressed up as a pretty little ballerina. And it was wonderful. And you get to see all these different types of people expressing themselves and I think specifically for women we need situations where women can feel confident in their bodies and have full ownership and joy in expressing that have you ever uh, have you ever gone on a date to a burlesque show so no <laughs> oh this sounds but like a story this is I went to a 
Dr. Horrible sing-along show. And I was telling people about a terrible Tinder date I'd been on. And this girl turns around and says, I'm on a terrible Tinder date right now. <laughs> and I was like, do you need me to get you out of this? I got you. We'll get you drinking. Let's go, girl. And she was clearly fine and she was having fun. But so no, but I, there are some great stories from some stranger at one show. Well, I should ask, in Columbus, what do the people who go to burlesque especially like? Do we have a special taste or an especially strong proclivity towards a type of burlesque? What's great is that everybody, especially the performers, we're as diverse as the audience is diverse. Right. So there's something that, you know, there's something that somebody will like when they come. Every show that I go to and every different venue I perform at, it's, it's a different. different audience every time. Very cool. You know, I've seen that where I can tell that it's somebody's first time seeing a burlesque show. And there's always that like, wow, this was not what I expected, but I had a great time. I think it's really funny because um, I'm one of those people who is constantly cheering. I'm hooting and hollering when people are performing because that's something that we do love to hear. We know that the audience is responding, but I can always tell when somebody's new and has never been to a burlesque show because I'll sit there and I'll start screaming and yelling and cheering for my friends and they look at me like, what are you doing? Like, it's you can't, okay. Yeah, you can't hoot and holler at someone. That's not okay, but, yeah. but it is. It, it, you can't do it on the street because that's just offensive, right. but you can do it at a burlesque show. Show. I'll also say with like people coming for the first time, I think every single time I've had a friend come for the first time, the words out of their mouth is, this is not what I thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's really quite hilarious. I invited a coworker to come and have his band play with us. And he had so many questions like, is our band going to work? They're kind of like folksy type stuff. Are people going to like us? Like. I'm like, we're not going to be playing Pour Some Sugar on Me. I hope you understand this. In the middle of the sh like show, end of like the first act, he comes up to me and Bianca's on stage and he was like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. She is my favorite person. Like, I have never, I, I did not expect this. I did not know what we were getting into. I absolutely love this. And you get that like every single time. What do they think it is that they didn't think it was going to be? I think that maybe they don't realize the art that's behind it, the, the hours of costuming, the hours and hours of practice, uh, the choreography. They think that it's just somebody going on stage and, 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 and just taking your clothes off, but there's so much more to it. There's storyline, there's emoting, there's connection with the audience. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's a wonderful art form. Absolutely. When they try to grasp what it is, they, I feel like they, they try to cross, like, they, they imagine exotic dancer, they imagine stripper, but then you're trying to explain it to them, so they imagine rhinestone stripper. And I, I don't think that it ever, like, quite gets to them how elaborate everything is going to be around them and how pumped the audience gets and, like, mm -hmm. just the whole experience, because it's not just the performer on stage, it's everyone in the audience. So I think right. that they don't get the full experience until they're actually in the seat. Yeah. So I have to ask, your first performance, terrifying or amazing? <laughs> a little bit from column A, a little bit from column right. B. My first performance was with my troupe in a, a group number in mm -hmm. Albuquerque, New Mexico. We had practiced for five months, so I had that number down. <laughs> and uh, I was... I was nervous because, again, being a plus-size woman, I wasn't sure how people would respond to me. I didn't know if I would get the, uh, the snickers or if I'd get the hooting and hollering. 
And, uh, but it was, it was so liberating and so just empowering to, to get up there and to perform my heart out and to know that these people are watching me and knowing that, uh, and that knowing that they're having as good of a time as I am. Great. How long does it take you to come up with a new act? It's different for everybody. It really is. It's different for every act. Like I've had acts where I've been so inspired. They just came to me and like, I've, I've put them together and it's been like a month or two. And then um, a number that I did on Saturday when you were there was Roxy and the bra itself, I hand stitched and um, hand put together all of the beading, everything on it. And the bra itself alone took me six months. So, I mean, it really, it's, it goes from act to act. It goes from person to person. And once, and once you've done an act a couple times, is it something that you hang on to or do you just oh, move yeah. on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you don't spend that much time into it just to, <laughs> just to let it go. I mean, but there are some, like I have one act, uh, which is I've Got My Love to Keep Me Warm by Ella Fitzgerald, but I do that in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make sense for me to do it when it's really hot outside. It's, I mean, like you have seasonal acts, yeah. Um, You'll have back to school acts or Christmas acts or Halloween acts or mm-hmm. I have an act specifically for St. Patrick's Day. And um, some of those, they go to the back of your closet until that time of year or the perfect show comes up because there's a lot of themed shows that happen. The music um, seems equally important as the dance. Oh, yeah. So what goes into that selection? Actually, we have a similar way of doing things okay. in this. We hear a song that we like and then we listen to it over and over and over and over again, often in our cars. Oh, yes. And um, it just comes to you. It's just like, okay, that's the song. That's like the act that I did that you were there for Poison. I I just heard it and was like, I have to strip to this. I've got to take my clothes off to this. This is fantastic. And you just start to like, it just starts to click as a number in your head and a character is built and a number is built around it. You start imagining the costume. to you how much I love this this uh, art form it's really done a lot for me it's really done a lot with my confidence it's really done a lot with just reclaiming who I am and not caring what people think which I I, as women especially we're always you know subject to, to all these images and just what people say that you're supposed to be you're supposed to look like like this is me I can do whatever I want with burlesque and 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 somebody out there is going to like it, but most importantly, I like it. It's just amazing. I want to thank Betty LaRue and Bianca Cole so much for taking the time to talk with us about burlesque and what it means to them. And also a big thanks to burlesque fan Teresa Howell for stopping by the WOSU studios and talking with us. That's another week for us. For Pop Columbus, I'm Eric French. And I'm Sean Edgar. And you can make a donation to Pop Columbus at WOSU.org.